0: To the Power of Plushies podcast hosted by me, Human, and Humphrey. Today, I am joined by Gleb, all the way from the Netherlands, and her human, Marloos. Welcome, you guys. Hey, thanks a lot. We're super Very ha- excited that you're here. We've been trying to nail down a time to talk to you like since we started this podcast.
1: So <laughs> I know,
0: think... I know,
2: yeah, I'm very excited as well. I'm glad that we uh, we finally managed and uh, happened to to have taken the day off on the same day. That's very good.
0: It's funny because this time it wasn't even planned. Usually, I plan out my interviews and, you know, put a date in my book and have it all scheduled. And this time it was just very like on a whim, but it sometimes that works out the best.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes,
0: well, Thanks for joining us again. And one of the wonderful things about this podcast is we get to um, learn a little bit about the the people behind the account, and and then just the plushies in general that are running the account. <laughs> so, so Marloes, why don't you begin by telling us, letting us get to know y- you a little bit, and telling us a little bit about yourself. Um, things that you that you find important about yourself
2: yeah sure oh things that I find important about myself that's quite <laughs> a fundamental question to to start with I think yeah um, I mean, like you
0: can you can pick anything you can pick your your job you can pick your education your family or even your passions you know your beliefs yeah, sure. whatever you want to talk about
2: Yes, so my name is Marlouz Enid, and I live in the Netherlands. Uh, I was born here as well, and I have lived in, I think, five other countries over the past couple of years. Yes, (laughs) and GLEP was always there. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I I always wanted to do that. I really like to... uh, uh, to find out new things, to explore new stuff, not just countries or places, but also like to try out new hobbies. Um, I do quite some random things like belly dancing. A friend of mine once invited me and I was like, this is great. (laughs) So now I do belly dance as well. And I write historical fiction um, as a hobby. Um, So I'm really into that as well. Uh, then I also um, work full time in a corporate job. I used to work for the government. Uh, that's also one of the reasons why I lived abroad for a while. Mm-hmm. And actually, it was when I was working um, in the U.S. that someone told me uh, that I should create an account for GLAP. So uh, <laughs> I know that in the U.S., uh, yeah, there's this uh, community out there and it's a lot more
0: uh,
2: more common um, to to share your adventures, I think, than in the Netherlands. People here, they tend to say um do normaal don't do gek genoeg which roughly translates into be normal then you're already crazy enough. So oh, people here they funny. don't <laughs> yes. Yeah and I think that really tells a lot about Dutch culture. People here don't really like being very um, yeah telling about what they what they do in their lives. It's um it's often seen as bragging. So when I was on these travels and living abroad, I really wanted to take pictures and sharing it with the world. But I think because of my cultural background, it was a bit hard for me to do so. And that's when I started taking pictures with GLEP. So that's yeah, a couple of years ago already. I think probably from the moment that I got GLEP, I started taking him to museums and nice places that I was visiting. Um, but it, yeah, it took a few years before I started sharing the pictures with the world. But I think that yeah, that also says uh, something about me. So yeah. I like to do a lot of different things and uh, meet new people. And but yeah, it's hard for me to uh, to talk about it sometimes in an open way because I'm afraid that it comes across as uh, me wanting to, I you know, broadcast my own. Stuff.
0: So, uh, you said you lived in in five countries. Where where were those five countries, or what were those five countries?
2: Yeah. So um, I studied history first, mm-hmm. and uh, for my masters, I studied in Paris, so in France, and also in the UK. And then I still didn't have enough of studying, so I did another master's in Poland. And there I lived in Warsaw. And after that, I did an internship in Belgium for a while and then returned to the Netherlands. And afterwards, I also worked in the U.S. for for a bit. Oh, my gosh. That's my journey. It was a lot of academic academic tourism, I think.
0: That's so cool, though. I love it.
2: Thank you. Yeah, it was great fun. Did you have a
0: favorite place visiting or something Mm -hmm. that really stood out in your mind?
2: For me it was really special to be in Poland because uh, I didn't know a lot about the country before I moved there for a year mm-hmm. and it really gave me the opportunity to travel to places that I would not necessarily pick myself, especially in Eastern Europe. So mm-hmm. I went to Armenia and Georgia, which have amazing food and wine and mm-hmm. really beautiful landscapes um, other places, uh, Lithuania, Estonia. So that was really incredible for me to learn about the very specific history of these countries, which is quite intense, um, especially because I was studying there with an international group of students. I really liked learning from their experiences and uh, taking some part from their cultures. I was the only Dutch person studying there. So I think that really forced me to break out of my own cultural bubble and to yeah. really think about how I wanted to lead my life
0: I would love to visit Eastern Europe it's on my bucket list of places to go and especially um like Poland is a huge place I would love to visit and like you had mentioned Georgia we had an exchange student in our house when I was growing up from Georgia
1: oh and cool
0: yeah so we ate um we ate some georgian food a few times she taught me how to make a couple dishes which was fun and say a few words and it was just generally a very good time so i i think just the fact that you had this like academic tourism as you call it it it's so enlightening and enriching and just a wonderful experience for you um yes definitely you, oh, Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no,
2: I just wanted to say uh, I'm very glad that I got the opportunity to do that, especially uh, the times that we're living in right now. I was very fortunate to be able oh. to do this.
0: Yeah, well, we can't travel anywhere now. No. <laughs> so when you were when you were doing this, were you studying for writing your your books? Because you said you write historical fiction.
2: Yes, actually, that's, um, that's more of my hobby. So okay. um, I started studying um, history because I was always into stories. So I wanted to be a journalist. I thought it would be a good starting point and then take up journalism on the way. But actually, mm-hmm. while I was studying, I really got into European uh, yeah, politics, uh, culture, law, history, stuff like that. So that's what I specialized in in the end. Um, That's also the reason that I was in Belgium for a bit, because the European Union institutions are there. Mm. Um, But then I had a change of heart uh, after working for the government for three years. I think I decided to quit and do something completely else. Mm. So I'm really just still very interested in history. But I like that right now it's more of something that I can enjoy without having pressure. So, yeah. I can write these stories, but it's not my job. So if I don't feel like it for a couple of months, then that's okay as well.
0: Yeah. No, that yeah. makes sense. So, you found you said um you found Gleb. Did you say in America?
2: Um no, he was uh, I found him in the Netherlands.
0: Oh, in the I started Netherlands. the account oh. in
2: the in the US, yes.
0: Okay. How did you find Gleb?
2: so i found Glap in the supermarket um i was i think i was very hangry at the time it was quite late (laughs) i wanted to have dinner and then uh, just before checking out at the counter there was this discount well box with keychain plushies very small ones and um, there was Glap for one euro and i uh, i told my uh, boyfriend at the time that i really liked this cow Um, And she said, well, uh, I haven't seen you smile uh, like this in a week, so let's get it. Because I was not feeling too well at the moment. Um, So that's how we met. And from that moment onwards, I think I took him everywhere.
0: That's so cute. Did you ever think that one year old would make this huge of an impact in your life?
2: No, my uh, my mom likes to, to make the joke that uh, I'm not too materialistic because I have a, had a lot of fun from this one euro investment.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that's so beautiful. It's a great investment. <laughs> Thanks. It's not about the money. It's just about, you know, what brings you pleasure and sometimes that's about money (laughs) but in this case like it's about just you know because sometimes you need money to travel or whatever Mm -hmm. but sometimes it's about just these little simple things so I'm really happy you found Glab. um so about the plushie community then you went to did you already know about it when you were in the Netherlands or you both you basically found it in America how did that work out?
2: Yes, I had no clue. Um, so <laughs> I was yeah. I went into this with um, with a completely um, blank canvas. Um, yeah. I did have a small plushie community when with my brother when we were growing up. We had this oh. uh, entire world for just the two of us, where the plushies had their own Eurovision Song Contest, their Olympics, their oh my um, God. encyclopedias. Yes, it was know uh, yeah, when I think of it now, it was pretty bonkers, uh, but we had a that lot of fun, so just the cute. two of us. <laughs> so I think I would have loved to know that there was other people out there who were doing this kind of thing, that but I was not aware like at all. <laughs> exactly. It's it's amazing when you meet your type of bonkers, isn't it? <laughs>
0: yes. that I I You need a quote like on a t-shirt that says that amazing <laughs> when you meet your type of bonkers
2: <laughs> yeah put it on a tile <laughs> yeah so i i yeah I, there was sometimes it was our um our cousin playing with us but for the most part other people were a little bit uh, put off by the entire complexity of this plushy world i think and then when i when i had Glep. um before I bought CLAP, I had a seal called Pierre, which I still have, and I would always take this seal with me everywhere. But it's quite a large seal, um, <laughs> so it was not always that convenient. Um, yeah, people around me they they made fun of it sometimes. Um, they called it the gray fat sausage stuff like that, which is completely fine oh. by me. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and uh, she was once even. Uh, Taken from me when I was visiting the Louvre in Paris because they thought that there was a knife inside. So Pierre oh went gosh. on many adventures as well. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah, poor Pierre. I still have her, by the way. Um, oh. But yeah, then when I had Clap, it was the first time that I had a small plush that I could actually take everywhere without being in these kind of awkward situations where people would ask me why, in heaven's name, I brought a plushies sealed to a student introduction or a weekend or something like that yeah. Um, and yeah then I started taking the pictures um, of clapping club in famous places or beautiful surroundings uh, but it wasn't until I was in the US that I was made aware of this entire world out there of other people with plushies that they took with them when they were traveling and that they actually had Instagram accounts for them So it was my American roommate who told me about this and really encouraged me to start this account. And he told me, oh, I bet you will have 100 followers. And I thought, no, that's crazy. (laughs) And I cannot imagine that there's 100 people out there who want to follow Claps Adventures. And then it really skyrocketed. And before I knew it, I had a thousand followers. And I found out that Not only were they following Gleb's adventures, but there were amazing other stories out there that I could explore and people to meet. And yeah, I had no idea before I started.
0: I just love that. So do you still follow your American roommate? Does your American roommate still have an account?
2: Yes. So he just has a human account himself. Okay. Um, So he does not have a plushy account, uh, but he was fascinated by the whole thing. Uh, oh. But he still follows Glep and uh, one of the most fun things that I have seen is that sometimes people find it a bit weird in the beginning when they see Gleb for the first time and I take Gleb on hikes, for example, but then they ease into it and they also start taking pictures with GLEP or they yeah. come up with suggestions or they buy me stuff that reminds them of Gleb. Um yeah. So I have a lot of cow accessories in the house now. So I think <laughs> that's that's how it goes right yeah so I think that people they yeah at first they might think it's a bit strange but then they open their minds a bit and they usually quite like it because it's quirky and fun right it's just fun to see what plushies are up to
0: I think it's really cool that a non-plushie was the person who kind of got you into the community like yeah that's really neat yeah
2: I never thought about that
0: yeah it's just kind of like I was expecting it to be like you ended up rooming with another fellow crazy plushy friend and all of a sudden (laughs) you guys were like (laughs) you know like I I was a little surprised when you told me that just now I was like oh that's really cool so that's a fun little surprise um I have some non-plushy friends that are following Humphrey too and Mm -hmm. I love it I think it's so cool that um, non-plushies engage that lifestyle and find it funny or find it cute and honestly like when I wake up in the morning and the first thing I do is you know looking at my Instagram like but last night scribbles was talking about how she was coloring her hair blue this week and the first thing I do is even though she's like on the other side of the world like I wake up and the first thing I'm thinking about is my friend across the globe coloring her hair blue and I want to go on Instagram and check and see if she's posted pictures and I'm excited and then I see pictures of a different teddy bear doing something silly riding a horse or whatever and I'm literally laughing out loud watching videos of my friends and it sets the tone for the day Instead of, you know, like waking up and turning on the news and seeing mm-hmm. um, a bombing or a gun violence, which is really common in America, gun violence, and like yes. seeing that, like you could turn on your TV and see something like horrible and sad and tragic, and oh, you know, another shooting. Oh, you know, traffic is bad this morning. Da da da. Food is scarce or prices are rising, or turn on your Instagram and see a cute teddy bear doing a funny dance and song and your mood is set for the day it's a completely different feeling
2: yes I completely agree especially during the beginning of the lockdown last year Yeah, um, I found it so uh, refreshing to see uh, fun stuff and People or plushies coming up with really creative ideas that had nothing to do with COVID and just getting together, mm-hmm. inspiring each other, making fun. Um, myself, I was inspired by an Instagram account that was um, set up here in the Netherlands of people recreating art and doing the same with plushies instead. Oh my God! And-
1: <laughs>
0: okay
2: keep talking thank you and i was so amazed but that really made my day and um i was at my parents house at the time because i had just started a new job and i did not really have the space to start working from home at the time and i remember them asking me like you just started the new job how can you find the energy to do this every day because i really wanted to um thank everyone who participated, look at what they had done, um, yes. make a gallery out of it to celebrate it. But it really gave me a lot of energy and positivity to see all this creative vibes around the world of people just yeah, being happy, feeling it and just giving it a go.
0: It was honestly so uplifting, hilarious, funny. It was Exactly the punch of vitamin C that we needed in that time. Like mm-hmm. it was so cute. And a couple people made pictures of Humphrey, including you, because I'm super the worst with Photoshop. like i I just can't do it. and <laughs> i'm I'm sure I could, but everybody has their talents, and I'll use a physical paintbrush and like do some watercolors. But when it comes to like sitting there with the computer, I'm not quite as good. But, like, you made the cutest Photoshop where Humphrey was, like, Nightingale nurse. Remember that?
2: Yes. It yes, was so that's true.
0: Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> and um, a couple other people hu- Photoshopped Humphrey, too. I think just out of sympathy, knowing that I can't Photoshop. And, but that was, like, the cutest challenge ever, the artwork challenge. And I actually followed the person hashtag and your... Um, plushy hashtag version of it too just because you got me so into it and it really is uplifting
2: yeah thanks yeah I was really amazed by everyone's talent because as you say everybody has their own talent so some people painted there was Photoshop. people using things they found around their houses to recreate paintings it was really fun
0: it was so cute I think you know That's the kind of stuff that we need more of. And it doesn't mean that you're blind or oblivious to what's happening in the world. You're not. You completely are aware. We're in a pandemic. Things stink. People are jobless. You know, it's hard. But we still are going to move on and we're going to make the best of this really challenging situation. Even if that just means laughing for a half an hour on the phone it's completely fine
1: <laughs> and Definitely. I like that you said
0: it gave you like more energy like you got more energy because you were doing this
1: yes yes
2: and I think that's sometimes uh, challenging because when I I don't feel like I have the energy to uh to post pictures or to think of ideas of what what to take pictures of and then post it on glab's account i also tend to feel a little bit guilty almost because i know that there's this entire community out there of uh, people and plushies looking forward to content or wanting to engage or sending messages so it can also be hard sometimes i think because um, in our current society there's already quite a lot of things that we need to do right you need to have a job you have your personal life Uh, most of us have uh, hobbies that also cost time and then you add this on top of it so I think that's quite special that people really dedicate their time and make a decision take the decision that this is really um, giving something to them and that they get energy from it they get Positive uh, vibes. They meet new friends and that they fit this into their lives and really commit to that. I think that's really special.
0: And in a way, we can we can take turns too because like one of us might not feel like posting for a couple of weeks or whatever, and that's fine. But then the next week we might be feeding the other person by posting a lot, and they might not be wanting to post. And we can give them joy by we're posting now it's our turn to give and it's your turn to receive. So I think in a way we're we're feeding each other and helping each other, but then we're also okay with, you know, taking the nutrition on or the love on when we need it. As weird as that might sound, you know, it's kind of, it is kind of a give and take thing because there are days where I'm okay with posting like three times and then I might not want to post for two days. And I look at it kind of as give and take, because, you know, I'm completely <laughs> receiving from others, but I'm okay with giving too.
2: Yeah, that, I think that's a, that's a good way of looking at it.
0: <laughs> so your dog is uh, wanting to give his two cents in the conversation. Is your dog a, a boy or a girl? A girl. A girl. She okay. always wants to
2: give her two cents, yes. <laughs>
0: What, um, tell us about your dog.
2: Yes, so her name's Luna, and uh, we've been together for six months now. We had a small celebration last weekend, and I'm her fifth owner or so. Um, So she's had, yeah, she's had quite a hard life. Um, the The family that I took her from told me that she's originally from the streets of Romania. So she was rescued there. Yes, poor, poor girl. Then she was uh, taken to the Netherlands to an animal shelter. And over there she was uh, adopted and then returned two or three times before she landed with the family that had her before I did.
0: Oh my gosh.
2: Yes. Um, but yeah, that didn't work out either. She was there for a couple of years, but they had small children and that really stressed her out. So when I got her, she was really anxious and she had these bald spots all over her, ear infections. Aww. Yeah, she was uh, yeah, not too happy, uh, I'm confident to say. Uh, but yes, I thought the pandemic uh, was a perfect chance to bond with the dog. Yeah. So it's been really great because I'm working from home well, now four out of five days a week. But uh, when I got her, it was still full time. Yeah. So that gave me the chance to really get to know her, to make her confident that I'm going to return. And she's yeah. doing really well. She can be at home for six hours without me now. Then usually my friends come to check in because he likes it and uh, makes her happy as well. But yeah, she's Really happy dog now.
0: Oh my gosh, that is so yes. good. <laughs>
2: yeah, I cannot imagine life without her anymore, really. It's so enriching, I think, to have a have a great pet that suits you well.
0: No, that is so sweet. Um, so I asked you how long you have like how long you have your dog and I realized I didn't ask you how long you and Glub have been together. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry,
2: Glub. <laughs> That's okay. I think it's about Ten years ago that I found Glad. Oh,
0: my gosh. You guys have been yes. together for a while.
2: Yes, definitely. <laughs> Many adventures.
0: You, you've seen a lot together.
2: Yeah, he's he got lost a few times as well. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's really my worst fear. <laughs> I lose him.
0: Me too, actually, with Humphrey. Like, I couldn't imagine and and I lost Humphrey once as you know so do you want to tell us about a time you lost Gleb? Yes
2: so it happened a few times when I was living in my student house and I was not too careful about laundry so Gleb ended up in the washing machine with the sheets so nothing serious but I just thought that uh, he or she sometimes I call Gleb she sometimes he and Gleb got lost and um, it, yeah, it took two or three days before Glap uh, resurfaced, so that was not too uh, not too good. And um, yeah, apart from that, sometimes yeah, he just fell behind the couch, or it's always okay. uh, silly stuff like that. But um, I once forgot him in a restaurant, and that quite scared me. So now I have uh, a separate Glap pocket in all of my bags. Okay. to put clap behind the zipper because i'm i'm also um half deaf so i cannot really hear it if i drop stuff so i'm always yeah. scared that clap's clap Gleb gets out and i don't notice but yeah because clap is so tiny it's always a risk
0: yeah no kidding um so you mentioned you have your your seal and lab. do you have a a larger plushie family than that or do you kind of just keep it to the couple
2: Oh no I have so many uh, most of them <laughs> <laughs> most of them are in uh, in a cupboard so I don't take them out uh, regularly but in total I don't even want to think about it <laughs> so,
1: Oh, that's funny. When, yeah
2: when I was a kid it was really bad and um, my grandma also really liked plushies I think because she got me many of them Oh. And, yeah and and all of them had names yes (laughs) for sure all of them had names and they were all related and uh, had their place in this crazy plushy kingdom that i created with my brother so i still know all of their names as well Um, Uh... but it's mostly pierre blepp and some i think maybe like five or six additional ones that are out and about in my house
0: okay yes they're on the loose yes (laughs) Exactly. Oh, that's so cute. Um, so we never hear Gleb talk really, right? But do you does he, she have a voice?
2: Mm, occasionally Gleb does say a couple of things, but usually it's to someone in my family, and it's okay. always the same kind of catchphrase. like I don't really speak as Gleb and I don't speak to Gleb either. Okay. Um but yeah, Glap does have a distinct voice. Okay. That I just don't really use it, I guess.
0: What do you guys like to do together? Like, how do you guys hang out or spend your time?
2: Um, I really like to take Gleb into nature and take pictures with flowers or other beautiful things that I would not notice if I were without Gleb. So I think it does really opened my eyes to the world around me a bit more because now when I walk in a new city or I go to a forest, I see trees that would look cool if I put glep in it or flowers with nice colors that would pop well. And so I really like to bring Gleb to also focus myself to uh, pay more attention to detail.
0: And I really love that. Like my mind is thank just you. wandering listening to you talking right now. It's almost like living more in the present and seeing things from somebody else's eyes.
2: Yes, I really think so. One of my best friends uh, has autism Mm -hmm. and um, I love going on walks with him and bringing Gleb because he has an incredible eye for detail. So he sees all of these photo ops and things that might work. But he is always like that. So he always pays attention to mushrooms that were in there three days ago or stuff like that, which I think is really incredible. But for yeah. me, it doesn't come as naturally because I'm always in my mind thinking about something else. And when I bring GLEP, exactly like to say, it, it forces me to be in the present and to think about what I'm actually doing at that moment instead of about something else.
0: Yeah, that's so cool, actually. I, I really love that perspective. Um, do you want to talk about um, your mental health prior to getting GLAB?
2: Yeah, sure. Um, so as I said earlier as well, um, when I found GLAB in the supermarket, I was not at my highest point. I was going through depression at that time. And um, there were really few things that could cheer me up. And mm-hmm. yeah, GLAB was one of them um, <laughs> yeah. i think plushies in general and some yes stuff that others might find silly was just really able to cheer me up yeah i also remember that a friend bought me a, a kids book about dinosaurs and when you would open the pages they would roar and i loved oh, yeah. that <laughs> it's just so something cute. silly yes that was really nice um so i think in that sense uh I guess you could compare it to what I just said, like through GLEP, I was able to think less and be more focused on the present and on fun stuff that I was doing at the moment. So that's also when I started taking GLEP uh, on trips with me. Um, trips at that time could be something really small because I, if I wouldn't have a lot of energy, I would just bring GLEP on my 10 minute walk and, um, uh, Think about yeah, sceneries that I saw along the way. Um, I lived in the city of Leiden, which has a lot of tiny canals like Amsterdam. So there's always pretty corners, pretty cobblestones, things to notice. And I mean, I think everyone with mental health issues will attest that it, it's not something that's gone uh, all of a sudden. It's probably something that you will carry with you for the rest of your life. So you also have ups and downs. Um, I th- Yeah, and I think the best we can do is to be more aware and to recognize uh, the state that we're in at the moment and to work around that, work with that and yeah, be kind to ourselves as well. Um, but I think one thing that has really helped me about GLEP and the plushie community is, um, more specifically is that I felt like I could be my silly self and my quirkiness was uh, enjoyed by other people. My silly jokes were, were laughed about. I felt that I was inspiring people. And I think that has really helped me to embrace that part of myself outside of GLEP as well and to bring that to everything I do also to my job, I've become more uh, comfortable with this quirky side of me that other people might not necessarily understand. Mm -hmm. So I think that has helped my mental health a lot that I'm now more open, more accepting of myself and that I can embrace my inner glab, so to say, and uh, do the silly dance and uh, make suggestions uh, of fun stuff to do. Um, in daily life as well
0: because you did say too that your co-workers recently met not all of them but some of them met Gleb recently right
2: yes i recently told two of my co-workers about uh, Gleb, and they found it quite incredible and they immediately started following him and that really surprised me because i was expecting more well not backlash but um yeah, they just found it funny and they like to discover this side about me, and that was it. And yeah. I think I made that a little bit bigger in my mind than it had to be because everyone I have told about GLAP or showed GLAP or um, forced to take pictures of GLAP because I needed two hands for taking the picture, they were all fine with
1: it.
0: Yeah. I think that's really nice that you have supportive co workers and. Um, just in general, fr- friends that are so supportive of you and Gleb. Yeah, I'm that really means you're me. hanging out with the right people. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, I think so.
0: And as far as like the depression and all of that goes, you were talking about one thing. You said was m- most people who are dealing with it. Um, no, it's not just gonna it's not something that just goes away. And I guess that really struck a chord with me because throughout, you know, my own life and my own journey, there have been times where I've been great. And you wouldn't think you wouldn't bat an eye at me. But I have had struggles too throughout my life. And there have been times where I've been pretty low. And like you said, it it's not something that you can just you can't just turn it on you can't just turn it off um you've had sometimes even even recently where you weren't feeling the greatest and i know we've talked and been you've been pretty open about it
2: yes i was not like that at all before yeah i used to hide it and um Pretend to be fine, which I think makes it worse because it costs a lot of energy
1: mm-hmm. to
2: pretend to be doing okay. And I had not really made this connection myself uh, earlier, but I think there as well, I mean, within the plushy community, it's quite accepted to talk about these things. People are kind and vulnerable and they share their struggles more than out in the well uh, offline world, so to say. So maybe that has helped me as well. I'm not I'm not sure, but I think that makes sense. Um, but yes, I, I agree with you. I've, I'm quite open about it now, and I think that's really quite a quite an improvement, and makes it a lot. Well, not easier, but uh, to deal with. But you feel like you don't have to do it all on your own because you can share it and talk about it with people who can sympathize, sympathize or understand, even though they've not been through exactly the same.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of sympathy and yeah. empathy in the community.
2: Yes, for sure.
0: And. We're in, I think, a couple chat rooms together, and um, there have been times where, you know, one person might bring something up and about their mood or, you know, feelings of, I don't know, despair or, you know, feeling down about the pandemic or job or whatever the situation is, and... Nobody ever says, oh, you know, get over it or anything like that. It's always a lot of encouragement, a lot of, you know, it's, you're normal for feeling that way. And, you know, I'm here if you need somebody to talk to or someone to listen. There's never um, any nastiness in the community, which I don't know a lot of communities really that are like that.
2: No, I I agree. I once had um, a situation where I posted something that uh, was interpreted in a in a different way. Mm-hmm. It was around the time when uh, you also had um, well really tense situations um, last year after the. Yeah, I'm trying to to think George, how to phrase this. Yeah, Floyd. definitely yeah, I want to say after the George Floyd uh, situation, but I yeah. thought that it might sound a bit too uh like I'm avoiding the
0: <laughs> No, I think the actual that, honestly, issue that that was like a huge issue. George Floyd was like he's still in my heart every day, like honestly with when what happened to George Floyd it just it because i i live really close to where it happened and yeah it, i remember it was shattering it still is yes.
2: yeah exactly so i remember around that time i think it was like a month after uh, george floyd died that i posted something um on glab's page like oh i feel so uh, so happy that i live in this neighborhood and it was because um the sun was shining and i could go for a walk in the park and that was my only idea But then um, someone thought that I was saying, oh, I live in this nice, affluent uh, neighborhood with no issues, which was not my intention at all. Mm -hmm. And then I reached out to them and said, hey, I saw your comment, which was quite an angry comment. So I think that you're probably going through a hard time. Do you want to talk about it? And um, then they were really pleasantly surprised that this did not become an issue and that we could you know support each other and I think that is very exemplary of the way of talking within the community that even if there's stuff going on or people get annoyed or someone is going through a hard time and um, there's some tensions it never really escalates.
0: No and that's that's right instead of assuming that that like you don't just assume that person is a a jerk you're thinking oh my god what is what's going on with this person are they okay and do you need to talk and it immediately de-escalated and everything is fine (laughs) it's like how is this person hurting or what are they feeling instead of lashing out and creating this vicious cycle of hate Yes, and
2: I think something that I find really pleasant is that in the, like, me as a person, my first instinct would uh, be exactly the same. I would also like to ask people at work or in the supermarket to a grumpy, like, are you okay, what's going on? But it's not socially accepted, right, to, to be like that. Yeah, yeah. You're seen as weak, and uh, it's frowned upon.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So I think, I yeah, I found that really refreshing that there's this place where you can just approach others in this way and you're not judged for it
0: yeah a little utopia and it does give hope it is refreshing yes and i'm i'm glad we are able to talk about stuff like that because i mean even even still today with everything that happened with george floyd it's It's hard. I mean, even this morning, I believe it was, I saw in the news for the second time they're trying to take down barriers in the community and turn George (laughs) Floyd Square back to opening traffic. And it's all so sensitive and it's all so raw. And it's been a year, but it's also only been a year. And (laughs) It's just such an overwhelming, it's an overwhelming thing. We've had, we've had a really hard couple of years between the pandemic and racial injustice and violence. Mm-hmm. And I think um, the plushie community is just a beautiful place for people to come and feel safe and feel loved and not feel judged and feel like, you know, there, maybe there is hope out there. <laughs> agree. She agrees. <laughs> okay. I would like to ask you who are you, GLAB, to your human?
1: Hmm.
2: Maybe a smiling walking stick to lean on.
0: That's a good, that's beautiful. <laughs> like a little uh, support. Yes. <laughs> um and I have just a couple more questions here. What's your what's your wish for your human, Gleb? Mm. Right
2: now it would be great if we can travel and go on new adventures together again
0: oh my gosh I would wish that too actually (laughs) who doesn't we all need like the we need this year to be done
2: (laughs) yes so yeah I think uh, get uh, vaccinated and uh, start going on new adventures again and in the long run i think um embracing this inner inner glap of um, word jokes and random guitar songs and uh, art challenges a bit more in day to day life
0: yeah uh, did you want to play your guitar at all for us today or are you feeling not into it
2: oh yeah I haven't touched it in uh, one and a half weeks I think so it might be a bit <laughs> off but I can do that also my dog <laughs> just got her squeaky duck out so that's very dangerous
1: uh, it's her dangerous. part of music <laughs> <laughs> yes
0: I'm excited that you're playing for us we never had anybody play on our show before
2: well, I, I didn't know how to play the guitar at all when uh COVID came. Okay, so I just uh taught myself because I didn't know what to do <laughs> with all this time.
0: Honestly, I think a lot of people develop new hobbies during Corona. Like, I never watercolored until Corona. And oh, now I know. yeah, now I'm watercoloring all the time. And oh. So I think like a lot of people are starting new hobbies and uh, my husband used to fly some and then, cause that's what he originally went to college for. Oh, <clears> and throat> throat> then now since Corona, he actually got his license and he's working on additional, um, what do you call it? Like level up licenses with flying. And my oh. oldest son started playing the bass. And he's played piano and drums, but the bass he never played before. And so I feel like everybody in our family kind of started new hobbies since the pandemic, which I think it's super good to try something new because I think it keeps your mind fresh. And especially during a really challenging, difficult time when everyone is really isolated, you can either stay isolated and get more depressed or attempt to learn a new skill. And I know there's like a lot of jokes out there about, you know, depression and people like learning 32 new languages and karate and like all this stuff during the pandemic. But not to like overkill it, but just trying like one new thing that you actually enjoy, it's not bad. It's no really emotionally, it's beneficial.
2: Yes, yeah, so for me it was also, uh, I started singing in a choir before COVID and obviously that was no longer allowed and I really missed the singing, um, Yeah. but I didn't like singing with no background music or other people, nothing. So that's why I decided to play the guitar myself, but I already did know how to play the flute and some piano. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was nice to learn something
0: new. Oh, so you my, know a little um... bit how to read music or did yeah, you Yeah, I do oh, know how to, to read okay. music, yes. I wasn't sure if you just knew flute and piano from like sound or because some people do.
2: Yes. That's even more incredible.
0: Yeah. My oldest both of my children were classically piano trained, but um they can both like hear and then play and so which but they know how to read music too cool for me with the
2: flute I can do that but not on the guitar so I can't remember the chords either that's why I now need to look them up but my laptop is not really having it
0: (laughs) but you also like can sing and play which a lot of people can't sing and play like a lot of people can do one or the other but not both Yes I guess that's true. Hmm, never thought about it yeah my um my
2: mom also plays the piano and sings, and my dad sings as well. My brother plays the ukulele, and oh, wow. my his girlfriend plays the the bass as well, so sometimes we uh yeah perform as a family,
0: yeah, family jam,
2: yeah, like the sound of music
0: <laughs> that's like our our family too like not my extended family but like my husband and sons, they all are very musically talented everybody plays the piano um they can all kind of play multiple instruments and so we have like the ukulele a few basses a few guitars a piano um a couple drum sets like all the stuff in our house (laughs) and uh, um a melodica like, just random instruments in our house, and everybody knows how to play except for me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm really good at singing off-key.
1: <laughs>
2: oh, well, that's also cute.
0: Yeah. I feel like I sound so raspy today. I'm just like, oh, my God. No, my no not at all. there's
2: there's also a lot of things that i'm really bad at so i cannot catch a
1: ball or me too
0: (laughs) (laughs) i am not athletic if anybody throws a ball at me i will like duck and probably get Mm -hmm. hit by it and if i so where can people find you if they want to look up for you
2: yes so the insta name of glab is simply glab the cow it's g-l-e-b um, sometimes people pronounce it as Klep, it's actually the name of a Russian saint, that's why it's a bit odd sounding to some people maybe, so it's Klep the cow without any signs in there, and uh, yep always happy to meet new folks
0: Oh, I everyone is happy to meet you too, so
2: thanks a lot for having me, it was really really fun and exciting and I think I uh, do some new insights myself as well so
0: that's what happens when you talk to friends right we gain I gained yeah. a lot of insight talking to you too there was a few times where my mind just was like I felt like it was unraveling with new thoughts so that's always that I love it when that happens in an interview when all of a sudden I catch myself staring off like really deeply thinking about something that you're saying so it's a good you're feeling
2: really <laughs> yeah, well, you're really amazing at this podcast stuff no
0: but thank you <laughs> it's fun it's fun to do I love talking to you people and seeing uh, what the plushy people are, are up to it would be way more boring if it was just me talking about myself but the fact that um, you know we, we learn about new people every day It's or every week, I should say not every day. God, that would be really hard to keep up with a daily podcast. But uh, (laughs) learning about new people every week, it's really exciting. And it would be it's way more fun doing this than if it was just me babbling the whole time. So it's way more insightful, I think, too, because then, like you said, we we learn new things when we're bouncing ideas off of each other.
2: It might also be fun, though, if you have one podcast where everyone who you have interviewed so far asks you one question in return.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah, actually, that's a really good idea. I think I'll do that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think that would be good, because even now, when we are talking a couple of times, I was thinking, oh, I want to, oh, my laptop is now suddenly responding. I thought... um, uh, I want to to ask uh, what are you, what your thoughts are about this, or how you see this, or your experiences. So, yeah, I think maybe uh, everyone uh, that you've interviewed so far could take like one point from the podcast and then ask you about it.
0: Yeah, actually, that's not a bad idea. I would be completely open to it because I love I love answering questions just as much as I as I love asking them. Um, Bandit the Niffler is doing an interview series I don't know mm-hmm. if she, she talked to you at all but um she interviewed me and it was super fun being interviewed it was you know a short 10 minute or so interview but I just had a blast doing it it was so much fun cool yeah it's strange uh,
2: because I I've also talked about a lot of things uh that I did not plan to talk about um yeah. but just because it feels like a. Uh, a safe setting and it's a nice conversation you want to share as well
0: yeah exactly okay
1: yeah okay I'm ready well i am running down the road trying to loosen my bone. i got seven flushes on my mind me too. Well,
2: this is really weird lyrics. You shouldn't do this with plushies. let
1: take <laughs> it Take it okay. I, I don't know why you still can't even try to understand. Take
2: your Yay! Oh, I didn't. I didn't tune it correctly, though. It was really bad.
0: No, it's it's beautiful. You like it? I love it. We really Let appreciate it. Oh. Thank you.
2: Let me sing you one tiny bit of a Dutch song. Okay. And then I will not bother you
1: anymore. And Michelle, love for you okay. I wonder if you ever think of me. It's been nine years since that came. I can't help but reminisce. Let me shelter you, remember, How we walk the street to the beach.
0: well thank you so much for joining us today and thank you so much for playing for us it was super fun
2: yeah thanks a lot for uh, taking the time i feel a little bit like a celebrity it's a really weird experience
0: (laughs) i want you to feel like a celebrity so that's awesome (laughs) thank you well, everybody, check out Club, and um, thank you again for joining us. Mm-hmm.